Forged in Fire podcast. Be warned, we're not your typical Christian podcast. We tell it like it is, we don't pull punches, and we're committed to teaching biblical truth even when that truth hurts your feelings. Sensitive listener discretion is advised. Let's rock. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you are washed. But you are sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-12 Hello and welcome back to Forged Empire Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading the show and joining me today. I'm Matt, I'm your host, and uh, before we kind of dive into things, I just want to give a little update, things that are going to be coming here soon. Uh, I have begun to put our podcast episodes up on YouTube, just to kind of give an extra option out there uh, to listen to, you know, maybe... I don't know, maybe you don't understand the podcast thing. Maybe you don't use podcast apps or can't access them, whatever, but you got access to YouTube, so I'll put it up there. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Forged and Fire Pod. Find us on Facebook at Forged and Fire Podcast. Also, we're uh, I'm working on building a website. Uh, we're going to not really expand, but uh, I'm going to be able to, through hosting a website, I'm going to be able to put out some more things more regularly and and do some more of the things that I feel like I'm called to do. So as soon as that is up and running and, and made available, I'll let you know about that as well. Uh, give me a swig of coffee real quick. Oh, that's good stuff. It's okay. This time, I knew it was pumpkin spice, so I wasn't taken aback. Also, I want to throw out there just, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to get a bit of an audience, and I'm really thankful and, and very humbled by that, and in the meantime, I want to encourage you, you know, reach out. Let me, if you listen to the show, it, if you enjoy it, reach out and let me know that. If you don't enjoy it, go ahead, reach out, let me know that too. Let me know why. You got a question, comment, complaint, I mean, whatever, talk to me. I'm here to talk. I'll, I'll you got prayer requests, uh you know, questions, theological questions, I mean, anything at all. I, I am here to help. Yeah, that's that's my job. That's what I'm here for. And so the easiest way to get a hold of me is just through the email, which is forgedinfirepodcast at gmail.com. And nice, simple, best of all, free. <laughs> that's, that's what I really like about it. So we're going to go ahead and dive on in. We're talking about being the salt and the light of the world or calling in that and what that looks like and you know I said last time that we are to be an example you know that's what it means to to let our light shine we're supposed to be an example and therefore we have to be careful because we've got to be really mindful of what we are an example of you know we have to be very careful what we model not just to unbelievers but to new believers especially. And I started with that passage from 1 Corinthians because it hits really, really hard. 
you know, Paul goes through a list of, you know, there, he says, calls out fornicators, idolaters, uh, people who practice adultery, people who practice homosexuality, thieves, drunkards, extortioners. None of these guys shall inherit the kingdom of God. And, and this is the, the, this is the big part. This, this is the part that I'm, like, if I could sum it all up in, in just a couple of sentences, this would be the, the nail that I would hang it up on. He said, and such were some of you. But you are washed, you sanctified, you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. So you, meaning we, I mean, of course, this was written specifically to the, the church in Corinth, but it still applies. You know, we were just like that. We were all sinners of some kind. You know, now I don't know what your sin life looked like. You don't know what mine looked like. That part's irrelevant, though. That doesn't matter. You know, we're not going to go into it. Well, I'm sure I'll get into it in more depth at one point but I tell you right now if you knew who I was I don't know say 15 to yeah for the period about 15 to 20 years ago um, you probably let's just say you would not care about what I had to say about any of these topics and so he points that out and it's, it's kind of a reminder it's like a wake up call of hey you know our position is not to judge you know our position is just to to love and and to be an example because at the end of the day we're no different you know i'm not i'm not sitting here at this microphone because i'm special or because i have all the answers absolutely not <laughs> that, that is not the case i'm not getting to heaven i'm not saved because i'm special or I, well i am special but you know i'm not perfect I'm, I'm special because the lord took on a human form and died on Calvary's cross to pay the price for my sin, and that's not just a, that's not just a turn of phrase. That is very literal, and so and and in that way, yes, we are special because in in some some food for thought to chew on for probably later on down the road is you know if you ever feel like God doesn't care, keep in mind that of all creatures in all creation, only mankind has the gift of salvation. Even the angels don't have the opportunity of salvation none of them and so those who followed lucifer and fell from heaven they're screwed okay that's it that was a one-way trip they don't have the opportunity to be sanctified and and be they don't have the chance for absolution to be forgiven only mankind has that and so from that perspective yes we are special and i am special and you are special but my point being like i'm not any different than you I'm not saved because I'm perfect. I'm saved because my Savior is perfect. And so with that being said, you know, he kind of puts it in perspective of, you know, yes, these kinds of people, people who practice these things. And keep in mind, too, I don't know if you know this, I tend to ramble sometimes. So, you know, just, well, we're, we're going to go on some sidetracks, but we'll get back to it. But keep in mind and understand there's a difference between struggling with sin and living in sin on purpose because you want to. Okay, these are the people who will who who practice these things because they want to and they have no remorse over it. These are the ones he's talking about who will not inherit the kingdom of God and he calls calls out just straight up you used to be that. He doesn't say some of you were like that or some of you were similar. He says such were some of you. Some of you were that. And the only thing that's changed is that you've been washed and sanctified in the name of Jesus by the Spirit of God. And so it's just kind of a, a nice way to, to kind of keep ourselves 
really help keep us level-headed is in and eliminate kind of a, a holier-than-thou type feeling. And then he goes on to say, this is the part that we're really going to focus on today, is he says, all things are lawful unto me, but not all things are expedient. And all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And at the time, that phrase, all things are lawful unto me, had apparently become a slogan that many in the church in Corinth were using to kind of cloak or, or cover up their own uh, immorality. A lot of the Christians in Corinth were excusing their sins by saying, usually, well, generally one of two things is one, that Christ had taken away all sin so that they had complete freedom to do as they pleased. Or number two, that what they were doing was not strictly forbidden in Scripture. And Paul had an answer for both of these. For number one is while Christ has taken away our sin, that doesn't give us freedom to keep on doing what we know is wrong. Okay, and and that's made really plain in verse nine when he's calling out many specific sins that were still prohibited in the Old Testament and and are still forbidden even now, you know, with the coming of Christ and and with the new covenant. Then number two is that some actions are not sinful in and of themselves. That's where the all things are lawful unto me, but they're not necessarily appropriate because they can control our lives. We can be brought under their power, and they can lead us away from God. And so, while there are some things that are not sinful in and of themselves, and we're going to talk about some specific examples of that here in a moment, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're good for you. Okay, And, and some actions may actually hurt others. And anything that we do that hurts instead of helps others is not right. And, and therefore... By extent, by definition, it is sin. It Here's that slippery slope. I keep saying it's slippery slope, and here it is, is that freedom is a mark of the Christian faith. You know, we have freedom from sin and from the guilt of sin and freedom from the eternal consequence of sin. And we have the freedom to use and to enjoy anything that comes from God. But we shouldn't abuse this freedom and in the process hurt ourselves or others. Okay, for example, some will tell you, and and I'm not getting into a big debate here. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this much, okay? The first miracle Jesus did was turning water into wine. And what did everybody say? It was oh man, this is better. You brought out the good stuff. Jesus made the good stuff when he made wine. Okay, strong drink. But drinking too much can lead to alcoholism. Food is great as well. You, we're going to eat in heaven. We ain't going to have to, but we're going to do it anyway. Why? Because it's pleasurable. We enjoy it. But eating too much, gluttony, can lead to obesity. And so we've got to be careful with what God has allowed us to enjoy and make sure that it doesn't grow into a bad habit or worse, an addiction that controls us. And so again, we're called to be an example and we've got to be careful what we model. And the main focus with it, that was all just kind of setting the stage. The main focus that I want to look at today is going to be in uh, Romans chapter 14. Now, Paul specifically here is talking about the eating of meat. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to go ahead and, and read from it. This is from the English Standard Version. This is just Romans chapter 14. We're just going to go through the whole thing real quick and then we'll kind of break it down. Okay. Starting at verse 1, As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. 
quarrel. I'm not sure if I said that right with my southern drawl. Not, not to fight over opinions or argue. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Now I'm going to go and start stop right here. I, I, I wanted to go through all of that, but I feel like that may be just a little too... Uh, not really heavy, but there's a lot to unpack here. Okay, starting back at verse 1. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. Okay, the, the King James Version renders it, Him that is weak in the faith receive you, but not to doubtful disputations. See, this verse assumes basically that there will be, and it's true, there will be differences of opinion in the church, even in the best church, about what is right and what is wrong. And so, doubtful disputations means basically don't pass judgment on issues that are matters of opinion. Okay? There are going to be differences. I mean, you know, we're all different. It's going to happen. We're all going to have a difference of opinion. And these differences should not be feared or avoided, but they need to be accepted and they need to be handled with love. Okay? You can't expect everybody to agree on every single subject. Again, even in the best church. Okay? It's not going to happen. And instead, what we should do is, number one, accept, number two, listen to, and number three, respect others. You know, it's like, really, it's like all these, these posts that I'm seeing on Facebook. You know, the uh, it's it's a picture of Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, and it's like, and I got that completely incorrect because now it, it, it's Morpheus from The Matrix because it's the what if I told you. It's the one that says uh, something to the effect of, what if I told you that we could disagree with one another without hating each other? And, you know, it's it's really that kind of principle is that, you know, we, we should accept and listen to and respect others. They, you know, they are entitled to their own opinion. Now, here's the kicker, though. This is strictly regarding matters of opinion, okay? Not doctrine. We're not talking about doctrinal statements. We're simply talking about matters. If it can be disputed or if Scripture is silent, those are the things that we're talking about. Okay, for example, just in, in kind of our, our modern times now, music, music choice, movie choice, alcohol, I already brought up drinking, smoking, I'm talking cigarettes here, uh, just for the record, you can smoke and still get to heaven, but chances are you'll get there a lot faster than people who don't. But anywho, see the thing is, is that there's going to be a difference of opinion on these things, and by and large, scripture is silent, except for here in Romans 14, or basically says, I mean, what what all of this, this is 23 verses. What it basically boils down to is the attitude that we should have is you do you, I'll do me on debatable matters. And we will both still love and respect each other. And neither one of us is going to get into the other one's way. So what exactly is Paul talking about when he says uh, weak in the faith? Who Who is strong in faith and who is weak? Well, we're all weak and strong in different areas, okay? Again, there are differences. Just, you know, everybody's special or, you know, everybody's different, whatever. It's the truth. 
everybody's different. Our faith is strong. Here, here's how you tell, though. Our faith is strong in a particular area. If you can survive contact with sinners without falling into their patterns, without with unbelievers, without falling into their patterns. And it's weak in an area if we have to avoid certain activities or people or places in order to feel like we are protecting our spiritual life. Hey, let's jump into the meat of this. Let's move down to verse number 13. Okay, Paul says, Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or a hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it's unclean for anyone who thinks it's unclean. So, here's the kicker, and this is where we've got to be careful what we what we model to new believers, i.e. weak believers, which is really, it's not necessarily weak as in it lacks strength, but it's more immature, as in it, it lacks immaturity. Well, for example, drinking. There's nothing wrong. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I am on sound biblical ground here. There's nothing wrong with having a drink now and then with your buddies. What is wrong is getting drunk with your buddies and doing that repeatedly. Okay, that is wrong. That is sinful. But there's nothing wrong with having a drink with your buddies. Nothing wrong with that at all. However, some people are convinced in their mind that abstinence from alcohol is the only way. And guess what? For their own opinion and lives... Both of those camps are correct. If you see that you can do these things in moderation and they're fine and it is not a hindrance to your spiritual journey, go for it. Do you. But don't look down on the guy who won't touch a drink because he feels like he shouldn't do that. And it's a two-way street. It works the other way. If you believe in, in abstinence from alcohol, complete abstinence, don't look down on the guy who will have a beer on Friday nights with his buddies. Or have a couple drinks on the weekend when he's home relaxing, or or something along those lines. And I mean that that goes out to not just drinking. I mean it, it's in smoking, it's in music, it's in movies, it's in books that we read. That basically anything that we consume, you know, be it with our our eyes or our mouth or or what have you. Let me just get real transparent here, and I'm going to give you a, a, an example out of my own life. Okay, I am a huge fan. Uh, because I am a nerd, okay, I'm a nerd, I'm a geek, I'm a dork, whatever, and I'm also a horror fan, all right? I grew up reading Goosebumps and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and watching Friday the 13th and all of that stuff. So I'm a huge fan of a show called The Last Podcast on the Left. They cover everything from true crime, cryptids, alien, ghosts, uh, a ton more stuff. And the vast majority of the stuff that they cover, I can listen to and I can enjoy it and it doesn't bother me a bit. It's not a burden and it's not a stumbling block. I am mature enough in my, let, let's call it my spiritual journey, I'm mature enough where that I can shrug that off that has no effect on me. It doesn't get in my way. However, I'm also mature enough to recognize and more importantly admit when something does make me uncomfortable. For example, they've on that show, they've done some coverage specifically of Jesus. Coverage of certain, let's just say cults, to keep it simple, and certain what they called Gold Star episodes. I recognize that some of this content I'm uncomfortable with, and so I stay away from it. End of story. Do I send hate mail about those things because I'm uncomfortable with them? No. 
you know, I can say that in, in this community of, the, of their fans, I'm, I've been involved with that community as well. Um, it, it, you're talking about self-professed atheists and, and Satanists. Satanists as in the uh, uh, the Anton LaVey, and we're not talking theistic Satanism, but it, it's secular humanism is what it is. Frankly, they just think it's funny to say Satanists. And I can say that this community made up largely of self-professed atheists and Satanists is made up of some of the most genuine and caring people that I have ever been into contact with. And the fact that I'm a Christian, and no, I'm not their only Christian listener, but that has never been viewed as a negative. Now, does that make me better than you, or my faith stronger than yours, or anyone else's? No. As a matter of fact, per Paul's example, and and the example that we've got laid out here, that makes this a weak area of faith for me, in my personal journey. But the point is that I can acknowledge that and then I can move on. I don't pretend and most importantly, here's here's where the don't put a stumbling block in your brother's way comes in. I don't try to force others to change their mind or their views. I don't take, I recognize it's a stumbling block for me, but I don't take my block and put it in somebody else's way. Okay? If, because here, here's the bottom line. If we have strong faith but we shelter it, then we are not doing Christ's work in the world. We're, we're not fulfilling our call. But if we have a weak faith and we expose it, you know, put it at risk, basically, we're being foolish. And weak faith, again, it's not, it, it's immature faith. It's faith that hasn't developed the muscle that it needs to stand against external pressures. And the, the thing is, is both types of faith are to be accepted and listened to and respected and loved at the end of the day. And so when I say be careful what you model, you have to be careful around new believers because their faith most likely isn't, I'm trying to hang myself up on my, my headset here, their their faith most likely isn't as mature as yours. And so just because it's okay for you to watch horror movies, uh, listen to rock music, smoke your cigarettes, have your beer, that doesn't mean that you should do that in their presence. Because they may they they may not have the same understanding that you do, so they may misinterpret that. And in trying to follow your example without your understanding, fall themselves into sin and fall under the power of, of one of these things. And so that's where we have to be careful in and what we model. Back to Romans 14 and verse 18, I'm sorry, in verse 20, Paul said, do not, again, you know, Romans 14 is talking about basically meat that was offered to idols. Okay, uh, some Christians had previously been pagans and they did not want to eat meat that they knew had been offered to idols, false gods. Other Christians had no problem with it and said, hey, where's the beef? You know, give it to me. I'm, well, I'm not dead sure that it was beef. But either way, you know, it was it was the meat. Give me the meat. I want the meat. They were, you know, had no trouble with it whatsoever. And so in verse 20, Paul says, do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it's wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It's good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. And so, again, in the presence of a new believer, your brother or sister in Christ, you should abstain from these things. Not because they're wrong, but because 
really it's like protecting a kid <laughs> you know you you have to there we brought them under our wings we're sheltering them that that is just part of our job and and frankly neither of them should push their view on the other ones they both should as it says here you know uh, the faith that you have keep between yourself and god blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves but whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith whatever does not proceed from faith is sin so basically if you think it's wrong and you do it anyway it's wrong it's sin if you don't think it's wrong now of course we're talking again matters of opinion okay we're talking food music movies so on and so forth okay not things that are specifically called out in scripture but anything that is up for debate if you feel in faith and you're convinced in faith that it's not a stumbling block for you that it's not in your way go right ahead you know do that enjoy that but don't flaunt it and don't push it onto new believers and other believers who don't feel that way who feel like that needs to be stayed away from or, or abstained from basically those who are stronger in faith you know it's, it's not a case of the strong praying on the weak it's a case of the strong praying for the weak and taking care of the weak and to helping to to build them up and at the end of the day again it's a simple concept of i'm gonna do me you do you because bottom line we both love the lord we're here for the same reason because christ died to take away our sin okay then that is the big picture and that ultimately is really all you have to know and all that you have to agree on is that christ was who he said he was is who he said he is and that he died and gave himself on the cross to pay the price for your sins and my sins whether you eat the meat smoke the cigarettes drink the beer or not well guys that's going to just about wrap it up for this week I do again thank you very much for tuning in uh, as I said at the beginning I've uh, noticed you know our numbers are starting to go up we're beginning to, to gain an audience and I am just incredibly thankful for that I'm sure it sounds corny or cliche but again I know there are thousands there's probably tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of options out there and, and different ways that you could spend your time and I am incredibly grateful that uh, you decide to spend it listening to this dude talking to a microphone and so I greatly appreciate that so if you have any questions comments concerns prayer requests anything at all reach out by email forge and fire podcast at gmail.com look us up on youtube instagram twitter facebook leave us a review on itunes spotify stitcher anchor podbean wherever you listen to this show spread the word tell your friends take care of yourselves and god bless thanks guys thank you for joining us here at forged in fire podcast we know there are thousands of options out there and we're thankful you've chosen to spend your time with us we hope you've been encouraged and strengthened in your walk with God and encourage you to leave a review on Anchor, iTunes, or wherever you listen to this show. Opening music is Aliens on the Loose by Bobby Cole, which can be licensed at songtrader.com. Questions, comments, prayer requests, or hate mail can all be sent to Podcast at gmail.com.